Good evening. We're with Asia Town Voice. It's an hour-long non-profit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday at 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander American community and their cultures, education, and their events going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that listeners will enjoy our program and give support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. I'm your guest host. My name is Wayne Wong, and I am the Vice President of Administration of OCA Greater Cleveland Chapter. I'm going to introduce you very quickly to Ms. Lisa Wong, President of OCA Cleveland Chapter. Hi, everyone. And not only um, give your support, at this time we have our Radiothon. WJCU has a Radiothon going on right now, and we want you to uh, give your support to WJCU. So there are many different levels that you can um, support this radio program with. <laughs> and if you go to WJCU.org, um, there's a list of um, the different premiums that you can get at all the different levels. Thank you, Lisa. So we have special guests with us this evening. Uh, first off, we have Larissa Lamb, and also we have Only One. There's, they're uh, with us from Los Angeles. Uh, they've been engaged uh, with our community for several different events. Uh, Larissa, will, will, can you tell us what brought you into town? Well, we came out to Cleveland um, because we were invited by um, uh, uh, several organizations to do some Chinese New Year uh, events um, recently. And so we did some concerts um, because I'm a music artist and so is only one. He's a rapper, hip-hop artist. Yeah. Uh, and we also got a, a chance to do a, a little screening with OCA as well of our, our documentary film that we made called Finding Cleveland, um, which is a, a family story about uh, Chinese roots in America. Yeah, so uh, let's see. I, I believe you guys had a concert uh, a, a week and a half or so ago. Uh, how'd that go? It was awesome. I, it was the first time where uh, I had a dragon introduce me, and I got to, like, rap with, like, a dragon with six or seven people underneath the dragon, circling around the crowd, circling around me. So uh, that was pretty dope. Yeah, it was in Kent, uh, you know, right right outside Kent State, and there were um, it was just a great opportunity to kind of share the Chinese-American culture um, here with also there's a lot of visiting scholars from China, and so um, a big part of that, the reason why they do the Chinese New Year celebration in, in that town is um, to, to have an event uh, for the Chinese scholars to feel at home here in America and also for the Americans that are hosting them to get a, to get a taste of what that culture is because it's a pretty important holiday. Yeah, it's kind of nice to, I feel like we're kind of like bridging a gap because you have all these students that are coming from overseas, then you have all these American families that are hosting them, and then there's us, the Chinese-American, you know, trying to say like, yeah, we kind of understand both sides, but we're kind of stuck in the middle, but it's cool, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, of course, you know, you, you, you came out... Uh, primarily for the musical uh, shows and, and concert. Uh, what's your musical background? Can you tell us both a little bit about how you guys started in music? Sure. I was... Uh Forced to play piano when I was five years old, like a lot of good Asian kids. Yeah, unfortunately, my uh, my kids can can uh, can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, I actually hated piano lessons, and I would uh, pretend I my stuffed animals were like my students to get myself through like the two hours of rehearsal, you know, that my mom made me uh, practice. And so um, that's kind of my background. And then I started singing when I was about eight, when my dad brought back like his first karaoke system, and um, so <laughs> that's how I got my start in music. Um, but when I was about thirteen. 13 years old, I wrote my first song, um, and I was brainwashed into thinking I would become a doctor when I grew up. Again, another typical, you know, Asian-American story, um, but it, it was uh, about when I was 16 that I realized that I didn't want to be a doctor and that I was going to um, pursue something so logical, music, um, as a Chinese-American female growing up in a suburb of California. <laughs> That's great. Uh, How about you, only one? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, similar story. I, I, I remember um, the, my parents put me in piano lessons at school, and I think that lasted a whole month because I started ditching the class. So uh, that was kind of a waste of money. So they didn't have me doing anything for the next couple of years, and then they uh, somehow got talked into having me play viola. So in elementary school, I was playing viola. All the way through high school, I was a violist, you know, um, and uh, took some choir classes for some uh, – some uh, you know just formal uh, vocal training, 
But then uh, while I was in high school, I was also an athlete. I played football and basketball. And um, a lot of my friends were always listening to hip-hop. And this was a while back, you know, back with Run DMC days. You know, you'd be ill in. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be ill. So that was like, um, I think once I, st- once I heard uh, Run DMC, I was like, oh, I love rap. So yeah. uh, that's when I started rapping. Um, was inspired by some a few other artists like uh, Toby Mac, um, T- T-Bone. Back in the day, he, uh, Toby Mac was DC Talk. And, uh, I mean, I just started rapping. Um, it was fun to be able to rap. I tried to keep things positive. I tried to, um, I tried to like, mix in some Chinese lyrics. And back in the day, it was kind of like, people were like, what are you doing? You're rapping in Chinese. But I'm like, yeah, um, I-, I like rapping in Chinese because no one else does it. That's actually kind of how I got my name, if it's okay. I can share like Absolutely. So, yeah, so my name is only one, but one is not the number one. It's actually spelled W-O-N. And, um, and it's because, you know, when I started rapping back in high school, people would tell me, you're Chinese, you're not supposed to rap, you know, um, and you're not black. And, and I was like, well, black people don't rap in Chinese, so I can, I can flip it in Chinese and in English. And they were like, no, still, no, 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 you're going to fail. That, you're the only one doing this. That's stupid. And, you know, family, of course, my parents usually always say that too. And... And I was like, no, no, no. I think um, I feel like I need to break some stereotypes. I feel like I, I just have this faith that says that if I keep on pursuing this, you know, um, I'm not going to fail. I'll, I'll win. So even though I'm only one person, I'm not going to lose to the pressures of the world, um, but I'll win. So um, that's how the name Only One came to being. Okay. And uh, not only are you a rapper, uh, I had the pleasure of listening to you beatbox a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can we beatbox? Sure. <laughs> Very good. All right. Thank you for that. Um, so, in addition to the concert that you guys had on Friday, uh, OCA uh, Cleveland chapter also had the pleasure of hosting you guys along with the Liwa restaurant um, last week. Dim sum, baby. Absolutely. So at the event, you guys uh, uh, were good enough to do a mini concert for us, and that was just (laughs) an absolute blast for our audience. But in in addition to that, you you guys also showed your short film, and the short film was called Finding Cleveland. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about that project and what really kind of motivated you first tell us about the project but then also what motivated you guys to uh to 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 continue to pursue it yeah finding cleveland actually um is a personal story it started off as a personal story it started off as just um myself wanting to find out where my family came from you know being a chinese american i always thought i was the first you know the first chinese in my family to be born here in the united states and i was really proud of that growing up but i never really knew where i came from um and the inspiration was really when my daughter was born. Um, I wanted I wanted her to know uh, what it was like um, when I saw her like holding my my grand my father holding her. You know, being a grandfather, I was like, I don't I don't have a grandfather. I never knew that that feeling before. So um, we decided to trace our roots back, and um, it kind of me and my brother thought it would lead us back to the Far East. But instead, it took us like I love like Larissa said, hey, instead of taking us to the Far East, it took us to the Deep South. Right, and we we found ourselves not in Cleveland, Ohio, but in Cleveland, Mississippi. Wow! And I was shocked as anyone else that there were Chinese in the South. <laughs> Being from California, there's a lot of Chinese. There were even major cities like Cleveland or Chicago or New York. Um, and we the the events that uh, you know happened in that one trip to Mississippi and I know Wayne you've seen you know the film um, without giving too much away um, there was just kind of a series of events that were like wow moments where you just like whoa I can't believe that happened I can't believe we discovered this and, and ultimately we discovered a whole uh, population of Chinese immigrants that came to this region um, back in the late 1800s post slavery um, and uh, you know pre-civil rights era uh, that were living there in the midst of segregation and um, which is when his grandfather was there 
there and and the story is not in our history books and um we just really felt compelled to to take it you know beyond just our own little home family movie but to to tell a story that hopefully other people would be touched by and encourage them to find their their roots and and so um you know only one um was a producer on the film i i ended up directing it i was i was just doing the music at first because that's my background i you know besides writing my own music as an artist i mean i've written music for television for film and for commercials and and so i i was going to naturally score the film and then i ended up directing the film and and so it's been it's been a very personal journey for us oh that's great yeah so at the at the screening that we hosted last week um, in addition to the concert and the screening, we also had a, a Q&A session, and uh, it was it was fantastic because the audience was really diverse. I mean, we had all different uh, cultures, uh, ethnicities. That was beautiful. Um, yeah, absolutely, and age groups even. And um, I think I think the story of um, finding Cleveland, and not just that, but also um, how you guys presented it uh, live to us, and how you guys responded to the question really resonated with everyone in the audience. I mean, um, I, I, I personally and a lot of other people in the audience kind of felt really moved by that um, because, you know, this is America, and uh, America is a country made of immigrants, and we all have very similar stories to the one you guys share. And uh, I could actually relate to a lot of what you guys were talking about uh, in the film, as I'm sure many of the people in our uh, listening audience will as well. But just some of the questions that people were asking you guys, um, uh, clearly they could relate to this, this, this immigration. It doesn't matter if uh, the family history is uh, something like the Chinese Exclusion Act, which is a focus of your film, or the Japanese internment camps, or even like slavery, or whatever the case might be. You know, this country is made of people that kind of immigrate, uh, either immigrated or were brought over mm-hmm. through uh quite trying uh, difficult circumstances and you know for you guys to uh, have the 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 interest and the patience and uh, just the drive to kind of continue it's, and you're not done to continue no. to try to research your own background is really motivating to a lot of us so uh, tell us a little bit about where you're at on that project and um, you know what what really drives you uh, to to com- continue to pursue your roots yeah, well, I mean, it, it was a wonderful experience because, I mean, when we tell this story, uh, and, and you made a great point about, you know, all of us being immigrants, and there's all these, these stories that we know about the past with the, and a lot of people actually don't know. I mean, the, the, the Japanese internment camps is a little more known because it's in our, it's more prevalent in our textbooks, but the Chinese Exclusion Act, you know, a lot of people don't know that it wasn't fully, um, you know, repealed repealed until the, the Immigration Act of 1965. And so... Um, we don't. We we wanted to come to this film in a different way because I think there's a lot of media and there's a lot of film out there that just want to point out the negative things in our his, in, in the history and in the past of the United States. And there's no doubt about that. There there there's some tragic things that happened in our in American history, but we didn't want to leave it at that. Um, we wanted to um, have a story that was there that also showed um, progress and how this Chinese community, um, in the midst of black and white cultures during the late 1800s, early 1900s, like, if they were stuck in there, how did they make it through? Why are they friends now? And um, we wanted to make something that that was not a Chinese story. This is not a Chinese story. This is not even, it's not even an Asian story, if you want to be more general about it. We, we ultimately wanted this to be a, an American story. This is an American history story. It's a story about America, and, and we should be... You know, we should be proud that it's an American story, not necessarily proud of some of the, the, the tragic things that might have happened, but, but know that this stuff happened. This is how we got through it. This is where we're at now. So how do we not forget that past? How do we let our future generations know, especially my daughter's generation, let them be proud that, hey, I had five, six, maybe seven generations of Chinese families here in the United States. I'm pretty darn American. You know, so and we, we just definitely wanted us to wanted the people to be able to know that this is this is that how we wanted to tell the story. Yeah, and and you know to to continue that, you know, our our documentary Finding Cleveland is is a short film, so it's only twelve and a half minutes, and and we we packed quite a bit of information, but it also left us with a lot more questions because our our film chronicles the forty eight hours that we were in, um, you know, the South and and in covering you know some of this information. But since we even made the film, um, there's been so many aspects that we had. 
to leave out about the immigration of how um, only one's father came to the country, um, why, you know, um, the family was separated, um, even the rela- racial relations between the blacks, the whites, and um, the, the Chinese in that region of that time. Um, we want to explore all that in a longer documentary that'll be about 60 to, you know, 90 minutes. And so we are in the process of um, fundraising and crowdfunding for that to make a longer documentary um, that we hope will be entertaining and enlightening, um, but will be, you know, informative and educational. Um, and, you know, like you mentioned, like it was a diverse crowd, and that's exactly what we want is because it is not a story we want to keep to ourselves. But so often I think the Asian of, Asian voice is missing in media and missing um, in history books um, that we wanted to, to really highlight something, you know, that not a lot of people know about. All right, so um, we are going to actually uh, play a little bit of music from from Larissa. So we're going to take uh, a break from the interview so that we can all enjoy that. So without further ado, Larissa Lam. Okay. 
Let me finish this haiku Or sonnet Or poem Or song Um Call it what you want Nail how you sing along Hai ngo hai ya tong Yang ngo yin my man You only one Save to the soul Cause ngo I saved by the sun Ngo hai ya follow 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 ngo ho lebo Follow ngo hui tang Nai yin dai ngo ho ji ngo Ai ya Man Nai ngo tai ngo ngo Ma ma tai ngo ngo Sin tai ngo ngo Sin tai ngo ngo Ai ya Follow 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 ngo ho lebo Follow ngo hui tang Nai yin dai ngo ho ji ngo Ai ya Man Nai ngo tai ngo ngo if you try to figure it out, you'll find out I'm cheesing. Fatin, Sanging, all these means loco. The Spanish were for crazy, but I'm Chinese, as you can see. But let me break this down for you another way. Just a crazy roster sound from a crazy child making it. Come on, hear me, come on. Doing crazy things, cause you know that I'm not common. Doing like a dishonor, doing like a tata. Crazy and thin, boy, I don't know I'm at. Only to the numbers, I'm not saying no way. It's the days when I live like a player North from Jamaica Some people try to hate you A crazy child maker You can say from Jamaica Give me, give me, give me, give me Give me, give me the mic There is just one thing for you That you have to remember Follow, follow, follow my whole label Follow my way, come on, you know I'm also team, though Hey, yeah, man, make a tempo Mama, 
听我讲先得，咁你先会知我系个傻佬傻佬，傻到我好离谱，傻到我会叹下耳，但我都知唔到。哎呀， yeah, 你都听唔到，慢慢听我讲先得，咁你先会知好。我再嚟第三次，我又试下。If you still don't know what I'm talking about， 我中文好麻麻。Cause I'm ABC and American born Chinese， not from overseas and I'm not Japanese， Vietnamese， Filipino， Thai or Korean。People get us confused at times， cause they think we're all the same， but we're not as you can see， cause most can't understand。This rhyme unless you speak Chinese， won't comprehend。傻到傻到傻到我好离谱，傻到我会叹下耳，但我都知唔到。哎呀，你都听唔到。听我讲先得，咁你先会知我系个傻佬，傻佬，傻到我好离谱，傻到我会叹下耳，但我都知唔到。哎呀， yeah, 你都听唔到，慢慢听我讲先得，咁你先会知好。
hero fly through the sky And save the whole world instead of living a lie No more laughing till you're silly and you're out of your mind When the girl to your left and the boy down the cries No more living in a nation that has money to store Even when poor we have more than the country next door No more hating on your sister or on anyone else No more killing your brother for the sake of yourself No more giving man a fish so he can eat for a day Just teach the man the fish before we send him on his way We can all make that decision individually And change this world for the better, eventually You think it's deeper within When it's in front of your face On the tip of your skin Shouldn't be an opinion When it comes to integrity Shouldn't crush me if my enemy Comes out ahead of me Loving on the ones I hate Will set us all apart But loving on the higher up Is where it's gotta start So let's Turn this Come on Turn this Come on Turn this world around From the top to the bottom Inside out to the end We're gonna Turn it
Put them together. Mm, mm, mm. Far East Side, come on! Ah, uh, yeah! You ain't heard nothing like this before. Coming from you all the way from the other side of the globe. You can sing a song or play the blues, huh? But we give glory to the Most High, you know what I'm saying? Go around to the downtown, moving on the uptown, breaking down Triple H bound sound. Screaming to make a difference, be our light in this world. Giving hope to all the little tiny boys and the girls. Giving love, giving hugs to the thugs in the lug. Just be popping on the doctors, they be throwing down them drugs. Check out this pop, this glory won't stop. The only thing I inhale is holy hip hop. I give props to the pops, not the cops or the jocks. Father Mock is better job, so listen now to how we rock. This world's out of control, and people have no goals except to make a paper paper. They got no morals in their souls. And hell, people scream is getting hot in the hip. See any girls dancing in their underwear Or murder babies The meek, poor, and spirit Righteous couples Inherit the kingdom of God Cause no God's no prenuptials Focus on what I'm saying It's my divine revelation I'm a sinner but I'm saved Ready to live in his nation They hold you so cool What you want, I'll lose But look what my God can do When we end this up With all hey, white, yo, when you could Giving glory to you But what can this world do for you? Who am I? Only one Saved by the sun May just be one But I've only just begun Haven't lost but I've won The devil's got none Over me or anyone That be saved by the sun So that I can be with Protecting the glory So the glory I begin To make your ponder Use your mind And try to construe this Watch my back Cause I don't wanna be A friend like Judas Don't be like the finger That be pointing at the moon See or you will be distracted And miss all the heavenly glory From my head down to my feet Every joint and ball and socket Glory be to G Cause this is how we rock it Houston Rockets I keep it with Yao Ming in 97 Thanks my best friend D I pray I see you up in heaven Hope you see why I live And do the things I do Be true to me and you And the folks that we all knew Okay, we're going to talk about the Radiothon. WJCU is doing their annual Radiothon, and we like um, all the listeners to give their support to WJCU. Um, we have many different levels. You can support us at the $40 level. Um, there's quite a few options to choose from. I think like, you get a gift card, $10 gift card, to either a Music Supper Club, First Watch. I think I have different levels on different days. So uh, you can check WJCU's.org. Um, for those details, or you can donate at the $60 level and get a t-shirt, or at the $100 level and be and be a guest for a one-hour DJ spot. So, get back to the program. Thank you, Lisa. So, I think uh, most of our audience knows, but for those few that perhaps doesn't, uh, OC Cleveland Chapter is the local chapter of the national organization. We're uh, in, focused on Uh, civic engagement, social justice, and uh, cultural awareness. And I think the event that we had last week with our special guest, Larissa Lamb and Only One, really kind of um, accentuated a little bit aspect of, of all of those, right? I mean, because, uh, you know, we, we had certainly, uh, it happened to be New Year's Eve when yep, we had Chinese that New event. Year, Lunar New Year, yeah. yeah. So, of course, you know, it's hard to have a, uh, a Chinese event or, or Asian event without food. So uh, we were all enjoying the wonderful food at Liwa. But then I think the film also, of course, had um, um, a lot of undertones about the, the social justice or injustice at the time. Um, that we're all trying to uh, learn a little bit more about through you know, venues such as your film. And, of course, you know, the entertainment part. Um, in addition uh, uh, to the music, just prior to 
the screening and the event at Liwa, we had performed uh, the Dragon Dance. So OCA also has a Dragon Dance team that uh, performed at a, at a local venue. And uh, one of the things that resonates with me uh, that's kind of similar to your project and some of the things that you talked about, we have a very diverse Dragon Dance team. I mean, you know, we have certainly it's a Chinese dragon. We have Chinese members. We have... Uh, uh, you know, Caucasians. We have African Americans, and it's very inclusive. And uh, we we have you know kids, and we even have uh, some older people in the in the team as well. And uh, you know, so some of the things that you are bringing out, only one about you know just just racial reconciliation, I think, is is so important to all of us. So thank you, thank you very much for highlighting this uh, aspect of American history, really. Um, so you talked a little bit before the, the musical break, Larissa, about um, the crowdfunding and how you want to continue to, to I'll say, dig deeper into your roots about uh, your families. Uh, if people want to know how to find out more about, first of all, this short film, uh, Finding Cleveland, and then how you're going to further expand on it, uh, where can they look or how can they find out more about that? We have a website. Our official website is findingcleveland.com. And um, you can find a listing of upcoming screenings. Um, we're going to be um, in Mississippi um, this week. And uh, we're at, at a film festival, at Oxford Film Festival, as well as doing a screening back in Cleveland, Mississippi, um, around the country as well. Um, for those of you who missed our screening here in Cleveland, Ohio, um, you know, here's a little tip. Um, when we do open the crowdfunding um, and um, later this this month, um, you know, those who do pledge will get to get a copy of the short film. But aside from that, we're only doing public screenings. And for those who do contribute, um, we'll probably, you know, open up the um, the film, you know, later on. But, um, you know, we really, really believe that there's so much more story to tell. And so hopefully if people have an interest in, in seeing um, more Chinese history, uh, Chinese American history told that um, they're interested and they can follow us on social media through our website as well. And of course, if there's uh, organizations that other that that are listening, also they want to set up a short film screening for Finding Cleveland. Yes, you can always hit us up also on FindingCleveland.com. Um, set up an event, and we, we'll come back out. You know, um, we, we'd love to share yeah. this with as many places as possible. We're doing them at museums, uh, universities, mm. uh, and of course the film festivals. And like, apparently at dim sum restaurants too. At dim sum restaurants in <laughs> so, Cleveland. So uh, shout I, out I to Liwa. That's right. <laughs> so I'll do a barbecue restaurant too, a barbecue place. <laughs> Give me some screens. We'll, we'll play for you. Yeah, I mean, I think with our film and even with our music, I mean, that's that's the whole point is like we don't want to be, you know, pigeonholed into just, say, the Asian American community. Like we're not just Asian American artists. Like we're artists who happen to be Asian American. And so our music is for everyone. You know, I have my, my current single, I Feel Alive, um, which we did in the in the restaurant. We got everybody dancing. Um, it, it's about to be promoted into the clubs across the the country, um, you know, and being promoted to the Billboard club charts. And so, you know, it's not like there's an Asian American music chart out there. And so, you know, for us, we really want a presence known because there is such a lack of representation, you know, in, in media. It's getting a little bit better, but, you know, by, you know, still have a lot of ways to go. <laughs> and for uh, our listeners that are not familiar with you guys, you guys have videos on YouTube and, 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 and so forth. So if, if they're interested in connecting with you guys, uh, especially your musical uh, projects, how would they find you? Onlyone.com, O-N-L-Y-W-O-N.com. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. All of it's at Only One. Everything's at O-N-L-Y. Except your Instagram. Except my Instagram. There's some dude named Only One. How, on how dare they? But he has <laughs> never, I think he's got two pictures up there. And he, and has, he never uses and his like inactive, Instagram. But his name is I don't know why his name's only so I am only one MC on Instagram. <laughs> I see. I, I see. have you know, I'm Larissa Lamb. It's you know, spelled L A R I S S A L A M, you know, dot com is my website. So yeah, I my my, my Twitter is at Larissa Lamb, my Facebook is at Larissa Lamb, and then somebody there's actually more than one Larissa Lamb, believe it or not, um, on like Instagram. So my Instagram and my YouTube are Larissa Lamb Music. But you know, if you want website if you can't remember how to spell my name it's loveanddiscovery.com well, that's the name of my album you'll get there as well okay uh, speaking of albums how many how many albums have you released at this point I've done four solo albums um, and I used to also sing with a group called Nitro Praise that I know Lisa <laughs> here Lisa Wong is a fan of 
back in the day, um, it was, you know, a mixed ethnic group, you know, group um, that did like gospel, like techno house music, you know, before EDM was like super, super cool. Like we were touring the country doing EDM. Ahead of your time. Ahead of our time. um, And, you know, now I'm kind of going back to that with my my current album. But um, yeah, I've I've actually, I used to be a CFO of a record label too. That's how I got my start. Um, And so I've been in the business a long time. And even though maybe my name isn't a household name, um, you know, I, I've had some amazing opportunities um, to write f- music for shows like the Oprah Winfrey Show, and you know, have my music in Dance Dance Revolution, and you know, some other you know notable things. And only one um, had some music in the Sleeping Dogs video game. Oh and- yeah, any gamers out there? <laughs> that was that was super fun. Um, and some other films like Dead Men Down, and um, so you know, it's it's like the presence is there, but obviously, you know, um, you know, we definitely need a, a more increased presence. So yeah, if people want to check out our music on YouTube and in our websites, we'd love for them to do that. Yeah. You mentioned uh, nitro praise. So I have to tell this story. Okay. So, so first, you know, uh, Larissa, she, she contacted, uh, Lisa and said, Hey, you know, we're going to be in town and, you know, we want to, we want to promote this short film project. And so they were working together. You guys were working together for uh, a couple of weeks, probably, you know, exchanging emails and phone calls and so forth. Well, it so happens uh, a week prior to you guys coming out, we were spending some time with some friends uh, from church. And one of the friends says, oh, Larissa, let me look her up. So he, she, he and he said, well, wait, she used to be in Nitro Praise. So Lisa started freaking out. She's like, what? Nitro Praise? What? That evening, she went home, and she starts digging through all of her CDs. And of course, no one actually, like, it, it's rare for people to, everything's old, digital. Old CDs now? Yeah, old CDs, <laughs> what right? What are CDs? Oh, yeah, our stuff is on iTunes and Google yeah. Play and stuff, and yeah. Spotify, just so that you is know. Is that a coaster? <laughs> so she actually had to, like, dig through, like, boxes of CDs, and she found, like, six Nitro Praise CDs. <laughs> and then she found a couple that you were on. Yeah. It was just, like, this, this, this. Revelation. Really re- interesting. <laughs> oh, there you know, she is. <laughs> re- it's not re- even revelation. I would say she was freaking out because she was like, wait, I, I know. She- wow, this is. You listened to me before you person. even knew me. <laughs> right, and then so I was listening to the CD and I'm like, and I'm like, which one is she? Because I know there's various artists on there. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. There she is. That's her. I know that's her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was one of those things where you know we had like a really cult following. And, and so um, every once in a while, I'll run into like a fan who will freak out because they remember <laughs> Nitro Praise. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if Lisa even knows this, though, but one of the people on Nitro Praise is my beatbox Sifu. Wow, <laughs> Maximilian, he's on like all those a bunch of those records too. With me, yeah, and he's actually our like main matchmaker. So if I hadn't done Nitro Praise, I would never have met only one, and we probably would be sitting here married. By the way, we're married. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's that's not how uh, uh, only one told me you guys met. There was a, there's a different version of this story. <laughs> yeah, the true version is that she stalked me online. And hit me up. No, no, that is not true. Um, okay, we'll take this off the air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to go on Dr. Phil to sort these different, this <laughs> different radio shows. <laughs> I just, of course, because that was, tr- that, was a, that was a joke that he told at our screening, so I wanted to accentuate that <laughs> online rumor. But uh, we're just having fun. There's truth in that rumor, though. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. (laughs) I'll get my publicist to release an official statement. (laughs) So we're going to bring this back uh, both to the music and to the film. So, uh, you know, if you don't have, uh, if there are listeners that aren't familiar with with, uh, your music, they're going to connect with you and, um, you know... Certainly, Lisa was a fan of your old work, but <laughs> now we've all become fans of uh, your current work, both of you. Uh, you know, you, you guys both uh, have individual careers, but then you guys also uh, work together on some of your songs as well. How is that? I mean, is there an aspect of that that, that you prefer, or uh, do, you, do you prefer singing uh, together? Well, first off, we, we like to say, we joke, this is how, like, the best analogy, it's like, we're like the Asian Jay-Z and Beyonce, except we're not as famous, we're not as wealthy, but only one thinks we're better looking. Yeah, I, I think we're better looking. <laughs> there you go. This is a radio program, otherwise, you know, we would have our listeners go to our vote. website, yeah. and we should be we, periscoping, we probably. We definitely look better on radio than they do. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, you know, it's it's been really fun to do things like together. Like, you know, we, we you know, we got like the fun videos like Can- Cantonese Boy, which was like a parody of American Boy that we did together. And there's a few songs I I did on, you know, his album. Um, 
And but we also have individual personalities because he does hip hop and I do not rap, you know, <laughs> uh, even though he thinks I should. And I do more like EDM pop R&B and he does more hip hop. So um, we kind of get some diversity. He raps about dim sum and engineering. And, you know, I write songs about, you know, being depressed and then overcoming the depression. I like to have fun <laughs> with my music. I like to make people laugh. And- <laughs> well, uh, Larissa, I mean, one of one of uh, your recent songs that I really liked was just Wonder Woman because oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge I'm a huge comic book fan. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's I, like I, the nerdy song. I actually used to uh, illustrate comic books, what? and of course that didn't really work out for oh, me. So I think I, I think I saw your post like on yeah, Facebook yeah, that yeah. you showed. So, your... Did you like the video then? With absolutely, the absolutely. Oh, yeah. Fun, huh? So so you know uh, that was a really fun song. Um, it had a lot of meaning to it too. So yeah, no, I write a lot of fun songs. I mean, I think I'm always like the rooting artist but no I do write mostly pow- you know pa- positive empowering songs and you know Wonder Woman um, is really I think all of us want to be superheroes I mean Absolutely. it's evidenced by you know uh, people at the cons and and um, just you know Avengers and, and now you know the Justice League movies are coming out and and it, it's just we all want to do something extraordinary and sometimes we think we have to have superpowers to do that but the song is, is really about the fact that you know all of us as ordinary people no matter who we are what our background is like we can actually do some extraordinary things that's kind of what we're doing with the film too um i mean it's just in our lives we want to do that but like an example i think we spoke about it at, at the event uh, at the screening was my father um he's just an or- ordinary dude you know he thinks he thinks that his life is meaningless well maybe not meaningless but it, it, it's not like some it's celebrity. not special yeah there's nothing special about him so he's like you know why why do this film on a greater level you know like we told it once. Okay, that's enough, right. right? But he doesn't. What he doesn't understand is his story is empowering our family and the next generation to to try to understand where we came from. That we are all truly Americans as well. And that um, if only we had known. If only I had known that story when I was in high school. That would have empowered me to stand up for who I am as a Chinese American, as just an American. Yeah, I think right. so many times in our, you know, Asian cultures, you know, we always want to just accentuate the positive and, you know, we kind of hide and, and gloss over the struggles and the pain. Um, and so I think for us, um, we wanted to say, no, I mean, you know, obviously the, the painful things, you know, not to dwell on them, but the fact that there's victory and that there's a success story behind that, that you overcome and, and how do you get past those struggles? Well, thank you for uh, for spending time with us. In addition to the music and the film, I have to say, you guys have some some awesome T-shirts uh, that you brought out to uh, to our event last week. In fact, uh, only one. He's wearing one of them now, and uh, I bought Cantonese uh, boy. I, it's Cantonese boy. The back of it has uh, some Dim some. Dim sum uh, gives me lots of joy. You know, it's true. I'm your Cantonese boy. There you go. <laughs> so I got uh, mash, matching uh, T-shirts for my son and myself. Aww. We're, we're going to be rocking right. that in Cleveland next week. Yes. So um, th- again, thanks for coming out. It was a pleasure, and uh, I'm sure we'll stay in touch, and you're going to get lots of additional fans from Cleveland. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys.